0: Welcome into this Monday edition of Hitting Hard with John Chuckery here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Today on the show, we'll look at we'll look back to the beatdown that was Falcons and Bengals. Billy Joel said it best, and no excuses coming up this Sunday. It's all next, Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta. This is Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. Hitting Hard is brought to you by Bet Online. We ask you to head to youtube.com, put Locked on Sports Atlanta in that search browser, get to that page, hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment. We are free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify and Odyssey. Leave us a five star review, Roku, and Amazon Fire. Yes, we are now available on those platforms. Check us out there. And of course, follow me at JMCH316. Well, look. Was not a very good time up in Cincinnati yesterday for the Falcons. They get beat down 35-17, to fall to 3-4 and on the season. But, believe it or not, they are in a tie for first place in the NFC South with the Buccaneers, who, by the way, play on Thursday. And maybe by Friday morning, the Falcons actually could be percentage points in the lead in the division. Look, all right, let's talk about this, because we're going to talk about a few different aspects about this over the course of the show. We'll get to Mariota and the quarterback situation and the coaching and all that in a little bit here. First off, it wouldn't have mattered if they threw it 10 times or 110 times yesterday in that game, they weren't beating the Bengals. Once AJ Terrell went out with the hamstring issue and we're going to get updates all week long. We'll see how Wednesday, Thursday, Friday plays out. But once he went down, they had no answer for the passing game of the Bengals. Bengals came in trying to get themselves. Look, the Bengals needed to win. They were three and three on the season, trying to stay pace, you know, in their division. Needed to get the corner turn. Remember, this is the team that was in the Super Bowl last year. Kind of floundering around so far this year. You knew that their offense was going to come out and throw haymakers, and they did. You know, and they came out and burrow, hucked it around. He had two hundred something yards. What do you have? Like almost two hundred yards in the first quarter alone. He ended up in the game with four hundred eighty-one yards, three touchdowns, no picks. It was what it was. Wouldn't have mattered how many times we threw it, what have you. It's one, it, the R&B singer, I guess we're going to do a lot of singing today on the show. The R&B singer, Monica, from Atlanta, right? She had that song, just one of them days, don't take it personal. That's what this was. I mean, it just was a beat down, and you take your lumps and move on. Too many personnel people out, too many things that you were missing, just had no answer for Burrow, and our offense is not designed to to come back from three touchdowns down to win a football game. We probably will never come back from three touchdowns down in the game and come back and win it. But there are a few good takeaways from all this, okay? Falcons did run for 100 yards in the game. They should have because they did run it 29 times. The yards per attempt was 3.7. thing that was a little bit you know frustrating, you only got 76 yards out of your running back. So even with the 31 Mariota, 107 yards, okay, you'll take all of that. Love the play to Demir Bird. Look, it was a blown coverage play. Okay, it was Eli Apple fell down, and guess what? He got benched in the second half of that game. Eli Apple didn't tweak his ankle. He got benched in the second half of that game. He was responsible for Demir Bird. Who? Give Bird credit. Look, that's his first catch of the year. It was a 75-yard touchdown. Mariota made a nice throw on the play. And they got their, you know, got their score back. And they did get it down to, what was it, 28 to 17, you know, by the halftime. Okay, Uh, still, again, 11 points for this team, you know, tough to do. I did like, and we talked about this last week, three sacks on Burrow. We talked about getting your pass rush healthy, right? We talked about getting back to sacking the quarterback. Well, you saw Grady blow up a play. You saw Lorenzo Carter make a big play. And... You also saw a guy that got his first career sack yesterday in the game in D'Angelo Malone. So that was good. They got three sacks. Number. Look, whether they won the game, lost the game, whatever like that, you know, I wanted to at least see them get back to rushing the quarterback. They did. And I thought they did a good job of that. You know, again, they didn't have enough personnel to slow down the pass game and this to any other. But at least they didn't get shut out in that statistic, which I, I was saying, a minimum two sacks on Sunday. They got me three. So that's good, okay? Now, look, we're going to get into the offensive philosophy of this team, but I want to make sure that, that I get this in here now on everything. I have no issue or no problem with what their offensive identity and philosophy is. Run the football, play good line of scrimmage football, play really good defense, control the line of scrimmage. I have no issue with that. And I've told you guys that I didn't think Pitts would have as many targets as he did year over year. I didn't know how they would work London in and this, that, and the other. But it is frustrating that we can't get anything as far as throwing the football. And again, we'll break more of that down here coming up. I'll tell you one guy who I did feel bad for in that game yesterday was poor Cornell Armstrong, who was activated off the practice squad for the game. And with Casey Hayward being out, then Terrell went out and Mike Ford got hurt, and Jalen Hawkins got hurt, and this guy got hurt, and that guy got hurt. They were down about nobody. I wondered whether or not they were going to have to play Avery Williams again at cornerback just to give them another body. But I feel bad for Cornell Armstrong. They matched him up with Jamar Chase. And look, as Falcons fans, we haven't seen that big of a mismatch of the other team's wide receiver versus one of our corners since Jerry Rice was torching Charles Dimery back in the early 90s. Remember that? Remember Charles Dimery getting torched by Rice? Anyway, I felt bad for Cornell Armstrong. They hung in there, and they did what they could do in this thing. They weren't going to win that game yesterday. Once that game started kind of defining itself and moving itself along, they weren't going to win it. But I thought they fought hard, and I'll give them credit. They sacked the quarterback. They stayed committed to the run because I was curious about whether or not they would change up their philosophy or not. And this is the first loss they've had this season when Mariota has thrown it twenty or less times. Coming into today, it was tw- coming into yesterday, I should say, it was twenty attempts or more. They were three and zero, or sorry, twenty attempts or less, three and zero. Twenty-one attempts or more, they were zero and three. So yesterday was the first loss where they had twenty or less attempts and didn't win the football game. And there are reasons for that. Again, their defense got torched. Their defense got lit up. Sometimes you just have to say. Their personnel at this thing was better than what our personnel was. Okay. Jamar Chase and Boyd and Higgins and Hurst were better than D Ford or whatever, you know, Cornell Armstrong and whatever guys we had out there. So now they move on and you took your lumps yesterday. You're still three and four on the season. Again, the Buccaneers play on Thursday night, they play Baltimore. Buccaneers are awful right now. That whole division is awful. The Saints are awful. Carolina's awful. We'll talk about that in a little bit here as well. But you're right in the hunt, okay? Like that or not like that. But there are some things that they have to try to figure out. There are some things that they have to get a little bit better at. There are some things that we'll explain here in just a, a couple of minutes that they have to be able to trust in. First though, I want to talk about my friends over at Bet Online. Bet online is your number one source for all of your sports wagering information. Look, it's easy. You got NFL, you got college football, you got the NBA every night. We got the world series coming up. You want to get in on the action. You want to be a part of it. You're licking your chops to get in. Think, you know, what's going on. You want to make a wager Betonline.net is the place to go. So take that easy to do mobile device, right? Put Betonline.net on there. Go there. Check out all their e-betting their scores podcast news, stats, all the information that you need to be a smarter sports wager is available at betonline.net. Falcons, by the way, open up as a six and a half point favorite against Carolina. If you want to get in, get in early because I'm going to be curious to see how that line moves this week. So head to betonline.net today, get in on all of the action, get smarter information to make you better at sports wagering. Betonline.net is where the action starts. So, while the Falcons were down by, I mean, I, I was looking other, they were down ten plus points for fifty minutes of that game. Obviously, they were down three touchdowns at points in that game. I mean, just they got off to a twenty one nothing deficit in that game and and all this that and the other. okay, For most teams in the NFL, for the vast majority of teams in the NFL, you're gonna have to throw your way back into that game. but the Falcons stuck with, their run game. And when you look at what their statistics were in that game, they had 29 rushing attempts and they dropped back 16 times in the game. So 16 dropbacks and 29 rushing attempts in a game that you lost by three touchdowns. Okay. There is a message in all of this. Okay. And I think Billy Joel said it best when he said, cause it's always been a matter of trust. The head coach doesn't trust his quarterback. Now look, you want to call this hating on Mariota? That's fine. We'll call it all that. But the fact is, the fact that you were down by three touchdowns in a game where you have, I don't know, the number four pick of the draft as one of your pass catchers, the number eight pick of this pass draft as one of your pass catchers, and you still only manage 13 pass attempts in a game that you were blowing, getting blown out on, should tell you a lot about what the head coach really thinks about his quarterback. Here's the thing. Were the Falcons going to win that game yesterday if Mariota dropped back 50 times or 15 times? No. Mariota's nothing to do with why they lost. But he also gives you no chance to come back and win a game like that. Zero. And the head coach is telling you that because he didn't put him in harm's way. Remember, they threw it 33 times against the Saints. In a game that they almost won, in a blowout yesterday in the NFL, they dropped, they threw it 13 times. That should tell you a lot about where the trust is with coach and quarterback. He can do this all he wants about believing in Mariota and this to any other, but you're down three touchdowns in a game, and you're basically a double-digit deficit for the entirety of that game, and you throw 13 passes. Even P.J. Walker yesterday, who we'll talk about, here in a few minutes, for Carolina. P.J. Walker, a guy out of Temple, undrafted, played in the XFL for Vince McMahon, pal, threw it 22 times yesterday in their victory. Even he threw it 22 times in that game. What does that tell you? You trust P.J. Walker? Here's the thing. Okay? You can't be so Completely unbalanced. There's a difference between being a run first, committed to the run offense, and having zero ability to throw the football. We talked about the Demir Bird play. That was great. That was a complete blown coverage. Okay. Outside of that play yesterday, they threw the ball ready one time more than 15 yards in that game. They attempted one pass over 15 yards outside of the Demir Bird touchdown, once. That's tough to come back and be able to move the football down the field. Dink and dunk and inch and fight and scratch and claw. I mean, you have to adapt at some point, right? And, And look, take away what yesterday was. Let's say on Sunday, you got the Panthers, who are not a very good football team, and you're down 10 points, with nine, let's say you're down nine points. So you're still down by two scores. You're down nine points with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. You're going to keep running the football? Let's say you've got 45, 50 yards rushing because they just load it up against you and they take your run game away. And you've got 50 yards with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter of a game you're down by nine. Are you just going to keep pounding it in there, hoping for the best? eating up clock, no sense of urgency. Because here's the reality. I believe in the philosophy, run the football, play really good on your line of scrimmages, block up front, play good on your defensive line of scrimmage, try to create turnovers. I believe in all of the philosophy. But guess what? In 17 weeks in the NFL, it doesn't always go your way. There are weeks where you won't run the football well. There are weeks where you can't get after the quarterback. There are weeks where your guys don't block up front. There are going to be weeks where you're going to have to win with a little bit different thought process than we just continue to do what we do because that's all we know how to do. You know, I've always said my biggest complaint about Dan Quinn and that regime was they never learned. that in change, they didn't adapt, they couldn't adjust, and we were an awful second-half team under Dan Quinn. Go look at the numbers as far as our third-quarter scoring and our third-quarter points allowed. It was always awful under Dan. Teams would change, and we'd get out coach. And I believe in what Arthur Smith is doing. I believe in running the football. I believe in playing good line of scrimmage football. But there are going to be weeks where you are behind. It may not be three touchdowns with a whole quarter of football to go. But you might be down nine points with nine or ten minutes to go in a game. And your football team can't run it that day. you got an injury or this. What's your philosophy? Well, hell with it. I will just pack up and go to next week. Or are you going to have to, at some point, put some trust in your quarterback? Look at what's going on in Seattle right now. Here's Geno Smith, a second-round pick, considered a bust in the NFL, he has started. In fact, he beat the Falcons on Monday. I was remember, I was on air that night when they beat the same night that he beat the Falcons on a Monday night game was the same night that the Braves lost to the Dodgers in a playoff series where Freddie Gonzalez was the manager and he decided not to use Kimbrell in the eighth inning. Now look at what they've done with him. He's now a pass first quarterback. Well, guess what? He went to pass first quarterback when he played for the Jets in early part of his career, and he's gone four or five years with only about 10 starts. So this is, and by the way, the other part of this, this is not about replacing Mariota with Ritter. This has nothing to do with Ritter. This is about the head coach has to trust his quarterback to make some plays. If he doesn't, then we have a problem, Houston. If you can't trust that you went and drafted the number four pick overall as a pass catcher, the number eight pick overall as a pass catcher, and you invested all of that draft capital. They've been here two years, and their first two picks are pass catchers. Knowing that they were going to be a run-first team, knowing that the philosophy is pounded in between, knowing that we need offensive and defensive line help drastically, I mean drastically, Steven Means, Dante Fowler, Jalen Mayfield. I mean, we've needed massive amount of help on that offensive and defensive line. So at some point, they are going to have to drop back, not huck it around 50 times, not go Tom Brady and all that kind of stuff. But you have to have some balance and you're going to have to throw. Because as the season moves along, teams are not just going to let you line up and run it when they know that's all you're going to do. They're going to not let you just dictate to them what's going on. You know, as I always said, to quote Bruce Arians, those guys on the defensive side of the football get paid too. Those coaches get paid too. And right now, the fact that that game yesterday showed you that there is very little trust in the idea of letting Mariota help throw their way back into some of these games. They weren't going to win it yesterday. It's not his fault. But there was no chance on earth that our quarterback play could allow this. I don't have an issue with him playing Marcus Mariota. But at some point, to quote Billy Joel, it's going to have to be a matter of trust. You're going to have to allow him to make some plays. That's modern-day NFL football. Even Terry Bradshaw, even though he only threw it 17 times a game, and their running backs could nail it up through, and Mike Webster's the best center in the NFL history, they had Swan and Stallworth, and he would huck it downfield if he needed to with those guys. It's a matter of trust, and your head coach doesn't trust your quarterback right now. All right, I want to remind you, we uh, thank you for making Locked On Sports Atlanta your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on our Locked On NFL channel. Look, Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games in the nfl weekend including the sunday night game the monday night game plus you get betting advice from the field's leading experts from bet online follow nfl key predictions every friday on locked on nfl it's available on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your so as we've said here multiple times today look there wasn't much of anything the falcons were going to do yesterday to try to win that game right the the bengals are an explosive offense They've got personnel everywhere. They've got a quarterback who will huck it around and this, that, and the other. However, this Sunday, no excuses. You're back at home, first and foremost, got to protect home field advantage. And you're playing the dreadful Carolina Panthers who have thrown the white flag and waved waved the towel and said, we're done, right? They've already traded Christian McCaffrey. By the time we get together here next week, We'll see about whether or not Brian Burns is going to be gone. Supposedly a team offered to first. I don't don't believe that story, but I'm not going to be surprised if Brian Burns isn't traded this week. This is not a good football team in Carolina and the Falcons believe it or not. Here's how I can tell you that they're not a good football team. Vegas right now has the Falcons as a six and a half point favorite in that game. They think the Falcons are going to win by a touchdown on Sunday Vegas. Now their job isn't to pick who's going to win the game. Their job is to get money going and to get money going in the coffers in Vegas. They have to put the Falcons as a touchdown favorite in this game. So while I understand we'll watch the, the, you know, we'll see if the Falcons make any kind of moves. Will they make a trade this week? I think we're eight days away, I believe from the trade deadline, right? Will they make a move? Who's going to be out? Who's injured? Who's healthy or this, that, and the other. Okay. I'm telling you, that they, let let me say first, they want to win football games. I can tell you in personally talking to Arthur and you talk to Terry, they want to win football games. They're not in rebuild mode. They didn't go after Deshaun Watson to be a two win football team. The Carolina Panthers didn't make a run at Deshaun Watson thinking that they weren't going to win right now. You make moves to win now. You know why? Because as Jerry Glanville famously said, NFL, not for long. You won't be around to start winning football games if you want to wait three or four years. That's not how it works in this league. It's a results-oriented business. Well, for the Falcons, the results-oriented business part of it starts on Sunday. This is absolutely positively a game that they can, should, and are supposed to win. And look, we talked about, you know, we kind of joked around a little bit. P.J. Walker yesterday for the Carolina Panthers led them to victory over the Buccaneers. Even he threw it 22 times in that game yesterday. Even their interim head coach, Wilks, had confidence in letting him throw it around a little bit. 22 is a pretty fair number. But with all due respect, they're not explosive. They're not good. They don't do much of anything good. They're one of the lowest scoring offense in the NFL. Right now they're 25th in the league in scoring. They haven't been a great defense. Burns is an outstanding player who can sack the quarterback, if he's gone, they got nobody. So with all due respect to the injury reports and this, that, and the other, Falcons need to win this week and no excuses. I don't want to hear any excuses about losing to Carolina on your home field this Sunday. I absolutely believe that the Falcons will win that game. And I'm not going to be surprised if they don't win it somewhat comfortably maybe not quite the way that they beat the 49ers who they beat the daylights out of, but I think that they can win this game by eight to 10 points on Sunday, but I don't want to hear any excuses. I don't want to hear about what we are or what we are not. I can tell you that this organization is right now today, not next year, not in three years. They are in the business of winning football games. Now you have an owner that just turned what 80 years old. You you have a head coach that wants to win, and all he preaches is we gotta win now. All your GM talks about is we gotta win now. Well, that starts on Sunday. Last week, yesterday was what it was. They weren't gonna do anything to win that football game. They were outmanned, outclassed, too many injuries, this, that, and the other. Well, guess what? PJ Walker ain't Joe Burrow. The the Carolina Panthers ain't the Cincinnati Bengals. And look, we talked about not letting Hendrickson for the Bengals get off. He did get a sack yesterday. You can't afford to let a guy like Brian Burns, if he's if he's even there, go wild and dictate a game like this. This is a team where you are better than, favored than, and you're at home. So we'll watch with A.J. Terrell. We'll watch with D. Alford. We'll watch Isaiah Oliver. We'll keep tabs on all that kind of stuff. But I don't care. I don't care what the injury report on Thursday or Friday tells me. I don't care, I guess Wednesday. I don't care what the injury report tells me on Wednesday. I don't care who I see in or out of practice on Friday, Thursday and Friday. You're at home against a bad football team that you're better than. You have to go out and find a way to win that game and not let P.J. Walker huck it around against you, not let them run up and down the field on you, not let Brian Burns, if he's even a Panther by this week, go after and just knock your quarterback all around. The philosophy won't change. I understand that. Look, I'm okay. Run the football. Dominate the line of scrimmage on your offensive line. Dominate the line of scrimmage on your defensive line. Try to force some turnovers on defense. I'm good with the philosophy aspect of it. But no matter who's in, who's out, who plays, who practices, who does this, who does that, whatever like that, you know, Patterson's not going to be available. This will be the last week that he's not available. He is available next, the following week for the San Diego Chargers game. I expect him to be back. If you've seen his workout videos, I expect him that they'll activate him, that he'll be back. And, and again, I have no issue with how Algier and Huntley and those guys have performed in the running game. But you have to find a way to win that football game. If that means that Mariota is going to have to make some passes in the, you know, plays in the passing game, then he's going to have to make some plays. You're going to have to trust and figure out that you can do it. But I don't want to hear any excuses, you know, and I don't want to have any reason to doubt that this team can't get it figured out. We've talked about a lot about protecting home field advantage. Well, this is one of those times where you have to protect your home field. This is one of those times where you get the crowd behind you. And it'll be interesting to see what the crowd looks like on Sunday, because remember, this is Georgia, Florida week. So there is going to be a an element of people that normally are here in Atlanta that are going to be in Jacksonville for the weekend to watch the Bulldogs beat the crap out of the Gators. So there's going to be that. I'm going to be very interested to see what the environment looks like for the Falcons on Sunday. But no excuses. Whenever we said last week, all hands on deck in the past coverage game, guess what? This week, it's all hands on deck for every aspect of the game. From our return game, to our passing game, to our running game, to our defensive line, to our defensive backs, whatever. No excuses this Sunday. Go out and beat up a football team that you're better than, and then we'll regroup, and then we can start talking about San Diego. And we'll talk about that matchup, of course, a little bit later on all through the week. All right. Well, thank you so much for making Hitting Hard with John Trucker your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out our Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, sorry, recaps and your take of the day. So Locked On Sports Today is available on the Odyssey app. They have their own YouTube page. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts. You can download us for free on all of your favorite podcast platforms, Spotify, Odyssey. Don't forget Roku and Amazon Fire, as well as where you check us out. And follow me on my personal Twitter page at JMCH316. We'll be back with you tomorrow. It's been Hitting Hard with John Chuckery, Locked on Sports Atlanta.